Okay, Lady Ada, what is this? Hey, everybody, and welcome to Show and Tell. Our favorite half an hour of the week is what we do every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. It's me, Lady Ada, with me, Mr. Lady Ada. With me is Mr. Lady Ada, and we're here in the Adafruit factory. We do all our design, testing, manufacturing, shipping of beautiful electronic components and parts and goodies. But uh, we're going to kick back for the next half hour and see what the community has to share. This is your chance to come on by within your 3D printing, your electronics, your crafting, your cosplay, whatever you're building and making, even if it's not done, We'd love to see it. Talk about your progress. Maybe ask some questions and show and share what you're doing. We got some Adafruit folks and some people from the community that I'm excited to see what they're up to. Do you want to kick it off with uh, Noam Pedro. Pedro? What are you 3D printing this week? Hey, folks. Yeah. So uh, just two things I wanted to share with you guys. Actually, the background is a little bit tidier. So nice. I got these nice little shelves. And I 3D printed some hangers for our various props and things. So it's always nice to take some time to tidy up as they do. Uh, what we have this week is a little 3D printed cube. This is a light up cube. Inside the cube is the Feather Huzzah ESP8266. Uh, so it connects to Adafruit IO. And we're using Zapier to, uh, to track some timestamps so that this can help us um, keep track of our tasks. So if you're someone who needs to do timesheets and you kind of forget about them, instead of having to whip out an app and manually type in some entries, you just flip the cube and start a new timer. Boom. So right now I'm coffee timing time. my coffee time, exactly. So you can change the colors, you can have a piezo, give you some nice little bleeps and boop sounds. It's also using the uh, the prop, uh, prop maker wing. So you can uh, easily add uh, new pixels and sound effects to your uh, your ESP8266. So that's what we have this week. Um, there's a lot to it. So check out the learn guide and shout out to Brent uh, for helping us uh, with the code. Yeah, this was a sweet project. And people are really excited, especially people who do like freelance and contract work. It's really nice to have this. It's like, OK, I'm writing code, my little GitHub, or Adafruit, <laughs> I'm writing guides, or coffee time. And then you know, you've got um, four total uh, sides that you can pick, and yeah. of course you can make it in a an octagonal. If you're like I, I multitask. You can have eight sides. <laughs> exactly, you go like that or something. This is a cool idea. I love the the the, the detail work you put in. is is really Thank nice. You. Yeah. Right, so check out the guide, everybody, in the video that goes with that. This was a cool collab uh, between cool. Noah Pedro and Brent, who does a bunch of Adafruit IO guides. Just use Adafruit IO as the back end, and but people can probably hack it to use something else if they want. They got the, the code and the Wi-Fi. All right, next up, Mike. We'll be playing that video tonight on the show. Of course. Mike B. Hi, guys. Um, I've got two things today. Um, first of all, uh, last week you showed off the Great Grand Central, and uh, I've been really excited about this board. Well, that's the thing is uh, Mr. Lady Ada's sound effect for the, the, the board was a train, which I love the theme, but the sound was kind of similar to this. It was very soft too. So, yeah. I mean, I was really thinking more a train, train. train themed, you know, like, you know, and, and, nice. you know, kind of, a, you know, kind of real train kind of thing. So, real train. So, uh, uh, let's see, I'll kind of point down. So it's, a really simple project. I, I wrote it up. I, I call it like a 10 minute project. Um, you take the uh, matrix keyboard and you plug it directly into the, the IO on, let's see, there it is. Yeah. Um, 
on Grand Central and you could do it anywhere and you can get like tons of keyboards or, you know, if you really wanted to make a huge soundboard, you know, you have 70 IO pins. So, I mean, this is just kind of a taster project, but uh, it, it, and it takes the analog out. There's two uh, uh, analog, uh, what, uh, D to A's. So I just take one for now and uh, hook that directly to the Adafruit amplified speaker set, which makes it really easy. And uh, so you, you push one of the buttons. I put eight sound effects on there. And so they're all train themed. So, uh, you know, perhaps uh, uh, Phil would, you know, actually have like real Grand Central sounds. So uh, that, that's on the Adafruit Learning System. If anybody wants to, uh, you know, kind of kick the tires on their Grand Central, um, that's a great, easy project to start with. And then you can expand that or you can go do all kinds of things. I know JP has some really great stuff coming too. There's there's a lot of good Grand Central stuff. So and number two is I picked this up this afternoon from a original owner. Um, this is an IBM PC, the original, started it all off, IBM PC at model 5150. Um, it's been upgraded, kind of like I upgraded my original computer, but it has a hard drive. Um, and you have to swap out the old hard drive to get kind of space for it. So there are these full height floppy drives that, uh, that originally came with two of these, well, one or two of these actually, and it has a cassette port in the back of it. So it, it was originally um, configured to do cassette if you really didn't have the money to buy the, uh, these honking uh, floppy drives. Um, it has uh, the original CGA monitor, which a, a lot of people, if they bought the computer, they, they reused a composite like a black and white composite monitor to save some money. So not as many people bought CGA displays originally. And then as prices came down, they might've bought that or they might've gone up to EGA, which came out, I think with the AT and kind of backported it. So um, this has been, this has been uh, upgraded some. I haven't popped the case open, but I know the, the memory's maxed out. Um, I think it's got an expansion board in there for some more I.O. So I'm going to check that out. And uh, these 10-pound keyboards. I mean, we, we did the big keyboard uh, show and tell last week, but this has the original clicky keyboard, and it's very heavy. Um, uh, it doesn't have the model number sticker on the back, so but it is the original, so that's, that's kind of fun. I'd like to get an adapter. It comes with a very chunky DIN connector, um, and I think it's kind of rare to get the DIN connector to PS2. But you can do the other way to use a PS2 keyboard on these old computers, but mm -hmm. using that keyboard, say, on the PS2, like our computers, uh, not quite as common. So that's the fun I'm having this week. All right, sweet. All right. Good stuff, man. Heavy. Yeah. All right, we're going to do JP, then Bill, then. Okay, JP. Hey, yeah, so uh, last week I uh, released a guide on making your own DIY uh, controllers to add to the Xbox adaptive controller. Um, and so you can go check out that guide. Uh, a couple of things that people were really interested in 
were the use of this guy, which is our big hefty on off uh, button. So I was using this in my demo to actually just hold the gas pedal down on Rocket League. Um, so it's kind of an interesting idea to not necessarily use momentary switches. Uh, and I've got one of our little adapters there for a TRS three and a half millimeter plug. So I can just plug in a standard um, nice. stereo cable. Yeah. And then on the other end that just plugs into any of the buttons that you want to use it for. And then the other thing, this one I left uh, sort of so that people could really see how it was put together. You might want to sheath that, but I've got an analog joystick. And so that's running uh, instead of one of the thumb pads, I'm using one of our nice analog joysticks here. Uh, and that's using a TRRS adapter there, which is what you'll find on your earbuds on your phone. So there's a, a few slots on the back there that accept um, analog. And so that's one way to do that. So please go check out the guide if you're interested in uh, finding out more about adding inputs to that controller, which then opens up gaming to a lot of people who can't use the regular controller on both the Xbox One and on Windows 10. Uh, and then a little tease for my show uh, tomorrow, come and, come and check out John Park's workshop tomorrow at four o'clock Eastern Standard Time, where I'm also getting in on the Grand Central action. And one of the things I'm super thrilled about with the Grand Central, is it's got 16 analog inputs. So I have built 16 analog input knobs onto a uh, little mega proto shield. And I've got that running as USB MIDI. We have USB MIDI running on CircuitPython. So I'll show you how to use uh, the CC, which is continuous controllers, to do things like change pitches on sequencers, adjust filter sweeps, change inputs, different oscillators and so on. Um, just even, twist 16 knobs. I mean, like you get to twist fun. 16 knobs, which is a lot of fun. And I have some cool ways to visualize it that we'll look at on the show tomorrow. Just when you uh, think you've twisted them all, there's yeah, another one. There's, you, you're just like, when do I run out of knobs? Right. Um, never, never. I'm going to risk, see what happens to our audio. If I try to play something, it, it, it could be a disaster, but let's see, just okay, it, okay. It could be echo, but here's a, a little, what do I have? Like a four, note sequence and then the rest of my knobs are controlling other other aspects of the synthesizer and i'll show you this uh, tomorrow on the show all right so maybe you'll hear that So that gives you a little idea, I hope, if you could hear that, of uh, some of the fun you can have with your own super compact custom MIDI controller. Okay. All right, knobs away. All right, next up, Bill. Hey, right, Bill. All right, Bill, take it away. Hey, guys, how are you? Oh. I know, I'm as, I'm as geeky as I ever get. Sorry about that. But um, I got all kinds of cool stuff to show you. I need to start uh, with some thank yous, uh, hug reports, as you guys call them. So first, um, I posted on Twitter, and it'll get to one of the first things I'm going to show, but thank you for keeping up your libraries. We had a donation of an absolute ton, 12 buckets of 84 LEDs uh, that were all WS2801s, and your libraries still work. So we were able to, to use all of those, which is awesome. Um, I want to start with, let me see if I can share this. I know, I know, I know. So we have a lot going on this month. Um, the biggest thing is at the end of the month, we have Maker Day 2.0. So that's in Orlando. By the way, I assume you guys can see this, right? Mm -hmm. All right, good. So uh, ATIA this year, uh, at the end of January, actually February 2nd, 
uh, is when we kind of take over an assistive technology conference. We have all our, our high, school kid, high school kiddos come in. Uh, they show all the things that they've done. They teach the OTs and PT, occupational therapists, physical therapists, speech paths, how to solder. They teach them how to use Instamorph and Coroplast and all that kind of good stuff. So if you're in the area, um, we'd love to have you, actually. And I think I've extended uh, uh, invitations to everybody at, uh, at um, uh, Adafruit, especially like Noah and Pedro aren't that far. Maybe we get to see them. One of the things we're doing here is a magic wheelchair um, uh, reveal. If you've never seen magic wheelchair and you're into making, this is a fantastic way. If you're like, if you want to do AT, but you really want to help people with special needs, uh, this is a great organization. They basically turn uh, a wheelchair into something awesome uh, for the kid. And it, it makes them the coolest kid in the room. Uh, it is amazing the things that they've done. They made TIE Fighters and they made uh, Hulk and, and they do big reveals and stuff. And we're doing one with them uh, in uh, at ATIA Maker Day. I can't tell you what it is. I will tell you it's going to be absolutely loaded with uh, Adafruit parts. So um, we will we will be doing that one. So let me turn this off, kind of show you what I'm actually doing. I'm going to switch cameras. That's a, among other things, I, I have a brand new laptop, a two-day-old laptop, which is always fun. Uh, that is backwards. Hold on. There we go. All right. I think that's right. Nope. I had it right the first time. All right. So <laughs> this is the um, the first thing I wanted to show you. This is one of the 12 bundles of uh, old um, WS2801 uh, devices we got. As you can see, uh, I was able to actually, I, Lady Ada, you were the, or Lamore, you were the one who actually told me that I could just grab your library and it would just work. Uh, that's not, that glitter, that flicker is my fault, not yours. That's uh, okay. ground, there you go, ground problem, there you go. <laughs> So um, but these are great. I'm also 3D printing these little tabs that fit perfectly on the devices and then let you use a command strip to actually uh, hold them where you want on the build. So that'll work real well. Uh, kind of sad, I spent forever figuring out how many millimeters this was and changing and changing and changing until I realized they're old and that's a half an inch. So I'm, uh, I'm very kind of wish I hadn't wasted all that time. The last thing we're gonna we're gonna show is how much time you saved by not having to write a library. So yeah, oh, yes. I would not have succeeded on that one. Absolutely not. So these will all go directly onto um, the Magic Wheel Chair project, and I'll make sure you guys get good pictures of that. Um, so the next thing I want to show you is actually something we're doing with Microsoft. So Microsoft came out. I know you saw John Park's um, example. I think probably the best way to show is like this. This I can rewire that if I have to. I will probably have to. So you guys all saw this the other day, and he was actually showing how to uh, use all these jacks on the back to control uh, all the buttons. And I think it's awesome that he did it. He did a fantastic job, uh, especially on the analog stuff. But they also have little ports on the side, if you look. And they actually take in USB plugs uh, here and here. And what they are supposed to do, and what they almost do, is they're supposed to take in a gamepad, you know, like a gamepad. This looks like a gamepad, right? Mm -hmm. So they sell the joysticks that go into the side so you can use two hands to control it. But this actually has a built-in HID um, uh, in CircuitPython, circuit Python, and it should just work. Turns out they don't like composite devices, so I had to do a whole lot of hacking to make this thing work. But it opens up a lot of possibilities because all these are capacitive touch. You've got your IMU sensor. Uh, you've got the two big sensors. I mean, everybody knows what a circuit playground's got, but when you apply this 
to gaming and you can now use it in an Xbox setup, this is huge. This is going to make a huge difference. We're going to be in the Microsoft booth with this uh, at ATIA showing that. And then I thought, well, if I can do yeah, that. MakeCode has HID. We added HID support. It might just work. It, it, so it doesn't. Um, I, yeah. I've talked to I talked to the guys from MakeCode about it. Uh, it doesn't work because literally it has to be a gamepad with exactly the right number of buttons. Uh, okay. It's it, it's a firmware update that Microsoft's eventually going to have to do. Yeah. But I did go ahead and completely geek out, and I took an Itsy Bitsy M4 and a BNO 055 uh, Absolute Orientation Sensor, and I made a controller that we can wear. So with any luck. It is working, so it's just a matter of seeing whether or not I can get this on camera. Uh, let's see if I can show you this working. It's awesome. So I, I've, I've got it set up to control the the view, and this is. It looks like I'm using a selfie stick. It is not a selfie stick, but it looks like it. So if you watch up here, uh, yeah. Hold on. That's a little better. All right. So if you watch up here, yeah. As I turn my head, right. Yeah. I'm looking right. Oh. Looking left. So if I stay still, it'll center. Now I can look left. It's like in Minecraft or something. I can look down. And I, this is a one day build. I did this this afternoon when I realized it would work. That's cool. And it works It works great. So this is something we're definitely going to be showing in um, it, at the ATIA, at the Microsoft booth, and in the, the Maker Day. And it just works. And, and how cool is that when it just works, right? Your it's, part. Uh, just cool. Works. So. Very cool. Thank you so much, Bill. And nice. Keep sending links and photos and more. I will, and I'm going to work with. I think I'm going to work with John, uh, John Park, about uh, doing a second uh, Xbox controller um, that uh, another another uh, guide to do to add this part in. It, we can't quite do it yet because Circuit Playground, Circuit Python, doesn't let you turn off the um, the other profiles yet dynamically. Yeah. So you have to do a custom build. I don't. I think we should wait for that, or maybe they'll fix their firmware. But one way or the other. Uh, also try Arduino. I mean, it's not a lot of code, and you can always pass around the UF too. So it's at least it'll get you started. Yep, I, th I think that's. I can. I'll have something working for for the end of the month, absolutely, which is great. But if we're going to do a guide and a video, I think we should probably yeah. wait until it's right. a little more baked, right? Okay. Yeah. All right. Awesome. awesome. Hey, Melissa. Hi. Hey, I've been working on. Uh, you can hear me, right? Yeah. 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 Okay, uh, I've been working on the uh, CircuitPython library for the RA8875, and I yeah. kind of wanted to show you where I'm at with that. I'd love to see it. Okay, let me switch cameras here. Show me the pixels. Okay, so I'm going to plug that in. So we got a little, basically it's almost the same demo as the one on that would run on the Arduino. And I even got oh, working. So I got uh, all the drawing is hardware accelerated shapes on there. And I, I still need to do like bitmaps and doing text and stuff like that. But that's about two days worth of work there. That's nice. Good work. I like your Adafruit brand uh, breadboard. <laughs> Well, there, there's, there's some Adafruit brand stuff there. Yeah. I'm making, I'm making a radish, radish jack joke, but um, that looks great. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. And um, you're in the Discord channel, so people have been able to kind of watch the progress live. If you've been, as you've been doing this as well, right? Yep. 
how are you liking CircuitPython code development? I know you, you've done a lot more C development, right? And this is your first CircuitPython I code? have. Um, I've done some regular Python, then I've done a couple of CircuitPython projects, uh, just little demo type projects. But this is the first time I've dove into the libraries. And between learning how to set up the library and getting the display initialized, those were probably the two hardest things. Yeah. All right. Well, you've done great. I mean, now that you've got the SPI talking, it should be not too hard to add, you know, all the capabilities of that chip. Yeah, I actually had started off with the SPI going too fast. And so it wasn't initializing at first. And once I slowed it down, it was good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Nice. Well, good work. If you want any stickers, you know where to email me. <laughs> and, and we'll get that into the library bundle uh, real soon. Yep. As soon as you feel like it's ready, we'll, we'll put it in and get PyPI working and then um, you know, people can can try it out. It's I mean, it's amazing. You can drive a five-inch display with a couple of SPI commands and, and draw text and images and stuff. Yeah, you can actually do it. With, I believe there's a seven-inch display as well. Yeah. High, very high res. It does all the memory stuff for you. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. okay. All right. Well, thanks so much. Melissa. Thanks, everybody. And we have one. Um, speaking of displays, uh, this is something that Lady Ann and I are working on. These are um, some CircuitPython-powered IoT displays. This one is um, going to github.com slash Adafruit slash CircuitPython. Um, if you star us, that'll update real time. And the other one is a Hackaday.io project. If you go to the Hackaday.io site and look for CircuitPython, I think this is um, it's one of the first projects on there. Um, when you search for CircuitPython, it'll uh, go up in if number you, of skulls if you like it. You like it, and we get more skulls. Because yeah. and Hackaday likes are called skulls. So which e I think either is okay. one of those things. So this is like a neat glimpse of some of the stuff we're working on that has um, displays and Python and images and graphics, and it's also um, portable. So this could even be something like an IoT conference badge that's your, your repo stars or your skulls or your LinkedIn stuff or whatever it is. And, you make that in Python. That's our that's our project. We'll probably show that on Ask an Engineer too. Sweet. Okay, well, let's show and tell everybody. Whew. All right. Thanks well, thanks everybody. Thank you, Noah thanks, Pedro. Noah Pedro. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike, Alyssa, and Bill. Thank you, Bill. JP, do you want to play us out? Music to my ears. All right, thanks everybody. Circles, squares, trains, boxes. It's the big best party there, there is online. That's right. All right, bye, Racine. Right. Come